Welcome to the Be the Change podcast, a global volunteers production where we will explore people traveling, volunteering, and living outside their comfort zones. Welcome back to the Be the Change podcast. I'm Ruth Curran, and I'm so glad you came back to join me today. In this episode, we'll continue our good, hard look at what it felt like to be part of Team One in Ipalama, Tanzania, working with the people of Ipalama to introduce the Reaching Children's Potential program. Our storytellers today give you an idea of what it felt like to take it all in, to look at the scenery, walk down the streets, visit homes, visit the schools, work with the children, all of it. My goal for today is for you to be able to take a step into life in Ipalamo, Tanzania, and see it through the eyes of the volunteers who are on this service program. All of our stories today were part of a larger conversation that I had with some people that I got to know pretty well. This first storyteller, however, I've known for a little bit longer. His name is Dan, and he happens to be my husband, and we've been married for more than 30 years. We have conversations every single day, but this conversation felt like it was a little bit deeper and went a little bit beyond our normal back and forth and our normal observations. Listen in as Dan describes what he's seeing, what he's feeling, and how he puts that all in perspective. The stars are amazing. So you go out and the Milky Way was shining brightly. We, uh, we pulled up a little app on my phone, Star Walker, and it was just fascinating to see all the different constellations that are available in the Southern Hemisphere. Things we don't see. No, things we don't see. And, you know, in the middle of their winter. Mm-hmm. It's July, it's winter. We're seeing constellations we're not used to. That's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. The, the scenic beauty is stunning. Absolutely stunning. You could, you could, and I did, just sit there in awe of just the natural beauty of the area and the natural welcoming of the people. Uh, It's hard not to love a place or to fall in love with a place when it's beautiful and you're welcomed. This next segment comes from a conversation that I had with Kelly, one of the most delightful and engaging women that I've met in a really long time. Kelly is a teacher. She teaches math to 13 and 14-year-olds on Long Island. Kelly and I were sitting in the courtyard in front of the RCP Center, looking around us, just taking it all in. Here's Kelly's impressions of what she sees and how that makes her feel. Just seeing the vastness and it's and and the, the sky. You know, we have beautiful sunsets at home. But I don't know, it's just, it's something different. It's something different, I think, because it's just the feeling I have. I think of being here and being surrounded by the people that are here. And I, 
I, you know, the, the, the people are, are, are different here. We're so, you know, we're so materialistic at home. In New York, we're so fast-paced. It's so go, go, go. What can I get? You need to move up in your job because you need to make more money because you need to have more material things. And, you know, I mean, we're overlooking this beautiful scenery, but we're also overlooking these dormitories for these secondary... Mm-hmm. They're right in front of us. Right. School we're students. We're literally looking at, yeah. the, at the dormitories. Right. And though I haven't been in them yet, I, I, I can just imagine what they're like. Mm-hmm. I think it really hit all of us how powerful this experience was going to be the moment we stepped out of our vehicles into Ipalamwa. We were greeted by a huge group, maybe a hundred high school and middle school age students singing songs of welcome and playing the drum and dancing. It's hard for me to put words to that experience. It's a really good thing that Amy Herman, a retired elementary school teacher from New York, said it absolutely perfectly. Amy has this way of summing things up and putting a bow on them. Listen in as, in her typical way, Amy just gets it right and describes one of the most impactful moments for her, and I believe all of us. Probably the first time I saw the kids when we arrived here, just watching the um, secondary school children singing and dancing outside the church on that first day, it kind of like took my breath away. the, The sound of the music was just hit me that wow that drum in the background yeah. and the children moving yeah, yeah. It, and and continually every time you hear them sing i was like they sound so wonderful i, I don't understand it we can have our choir teacher day after day after day and not get them like that mm-hmm. and uh yeah that probably was that first like i'm not in kansas anymore look that's that was that moment One element that makes the Reaching Children's Potential program so unique and powerful is the element of home visits. Every week, Reaching Children's Potential families, we call them RCP families, receive a visit from a Global Volunteers employee. We call them an RCP caregiver. Those caregivers help families adapt new knowledge and new technologies as presented in workshops the weeks before. I was lucky enough to be a part of those home visits, and those home visits changed my perspective, not just on this experience, but on other elements in my life and how I look at them. Going on home visits was extremely powerful, and I shared that experience with a professor from Denver named Robbie. Robbie did a beautiful job of expressing exactly how it feels to walk into a home and be welcomed, and how it feels to see, hear, smell and experience what's around you. Robbie also does an amazing job of explaining the power of a home visit, the power not just for the families, the mothers, the fathers, the grandmothers, the babies, the small children, but for the volunteer and what that does to our hearts and to our souls. Listen in as Robbie describes that all just so perfectly. You leave with the sense 
of contribution in a in an abstract way, but in a very organic, visceral way, at least for me, it's a series of small moments that make the difference. It's mm-hmm. that grandmother that grabbed our hand with both of her hands on our first home visit and just kept saying caribou, 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 just because of gratitude, perhaps. That was a small moment. The small moments of children that will hopefully have a memory of the white people that came to their village that smiled and shared pictures and shared time and attention and acted silly and laughed with them. Nothing that's particularly earth shattering, but those small moments are huge. Yep. And there's also really hard, you know, there's, there's, there's moments that I think every volunteer, particularly in Ipalama, will experience that are viscerally very difficult. Moments where a family will share that they have no food and that you will want to do something. You will want to implore global volunteers or somebody to give them food. So I think while there's joyful small moments, I'm guessing that most every volunteer will also have those moments of despair and a feeling like, poof, this is so hard to be able to see families and at this level of poverty. It's a punch in the gut. Yes. Yes. It's a very visceral, particularly mm-hmm. home visits. Mm-hmm. I think there was something very like essential about home visits. Without the home visits, you don't have the context. I mean, you can look at children in the, you know, the, on the field by the primary school, but a home visit allows you to really understand more completely what the rest of that child's day and night look like. Um, And I think to see the difference with the moms when we visited them in their homes and then saw the same moms for the workshop and how dressed up they were and how mm. how proud they were to have what I assume are were their best clothes and their babies were so dressed, you know, in such sweet outfits that had I not had the home visit, I wouldn't have had that amazing kind of thought as I saw the moms, you know, walk up to the workshop. And so the the home visits, you see, you see the poverty. Um, you see the pride, you see the poverty, you see the hunger, you see the resourcefulness, you see the shy smiles. I mean, you really kind of see it all when you're able to to participate in the home visits. I think it's safe to say that this trip, this service program to Ipalamo, Tanzania, got in everyone's heart who are a part of this team. I'm not sure that this experience in Ibalama is that much different than any other service program. It just happened to be the first in a new center, introducing a new program. And maybe that's why it felt so big to me. Thank you for joining me for this little peek into Team One in Ipalama, Tanzania. In our next episode, 
We're going to take a trip back to the United States to look at one of Global Volunteers' foundational programs in the U.S., the Montana program at the Blackfeet Reservation. Here's a sneak preview. It's an amazing, amazing community that's barely known. It's, it's like we get this wonderful privilege to go and spend time with the Blackfeet. If you'd like to learn more about anyone featured in today's episode, go to bethechange.blog. If you'd like to learn more about participating in a Global Volunteer Service Program, go to www.globalvolunteers.org. See you next time.